Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, I count it an honor to be here with all of you on this episode number 185 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, this is a special day, and we've got a special host. So please go ahead and take this time to get your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with 10 random facts about the blend behind Blend Encourages You. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. So I mentioned a special day in the introduction, BCU family, and I wanted to let you know that this podcast has been recorded on my birthday. Yes, indeed. So you might be catching it on my actual birthday uh, or not, and that's okay. And I just want to stop and give God praise for him allowing me to be here another year. And I also want to thank him for his love and his mercy and his patience toward me as I continue to grow in his grace. Um, I have not always been a um, <laughs> an easy sheep to handle, but the good shepherd knows exactly how to do that. And I praise him for it. I honestly do. So um, with that, I thought that I would do something a little different this time around and give you some insight into what the blend behind Blend Courages You is about by giving you 10 random factoids. Now, these facts are in no particular order or anything like that. I just started to think and type and here we are. So let's get into this. Number one, I've been reading since I was around 18 months old. Now, obviously, I do not remember that. I have very trustworthy parents, and I thank God for them. And I don't say that, BCU family, because I'm some sort of expert genius. 
I can tell you that I struggled a plenty in school. It just so happens that reading was not one of the subjects that I had to struggle in. It came very easy for me and I absolutely love it. And the reason I was reading at such an early age, of course, is because God is awesome and he is great. And that's obviously what he gave me the ability to do. And that was through the help of my very amazing parents who just instilled a love of the printed word uh, in me at that early age. And I'm here to tell you that I still love to read. I still love books. I like physical books. I, I also do, of course, have, you know, a Kindle app on my electronic devices for when I travel and stuff like that, it, it makes it a little easier. But I will take a hardcover, softcover, physical book any day of the week. And I have lost count, BCU family, as I'm looking around as to how many books I have uh, all over the place. So definitely still love to read. All right, fact number two is that in the third grade, I, I had this great teacher and teacher aide. Uh, the teacher's name was Patricia Dickerson, and the aide was Mrs. Hudson. I don't remember her first name, but I do remember Mrs. Dickerson. Just uh, really sweet, uh, very patient, and I, I just loved her. It was just the way she carried herself, and you know, she was young and really cool. I absolutely loved her. And if anybody is listening and knows where she is, I would love to get in contact with her. But uh, the reason that I bring up Mrs. Dickerson is because for whatever reason, she challenged us to learn the alphabet backward. There was some sort of contest, and I'm sure that there was a prize involved, although I don't remember what it was. And I worked really hard to learn how to say the alphabet backwards. And, you know, and subsequently won the prize along with other people. And believe it or not, although I don't remember what I had for lunch last Tuesday, I can still recite the alphabet backwards. Now, I'm going to do it now, and you all are going to have to take my word for it that I'm not looking or anything like that. And if um, I ever get a chance to do this publicly, and I have from time to time, so I do have some witnesses, you'll see me do it. So it's just one of those things that is stuck in my head. So let's do it. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-G-F-E. D C B A. All right. <laughs> yeah, I believe that I got it all right there. Okay, can still do that. God is good. God is good. All right, factoid number three, BCU family. Uh, from time to time, I'm what I would call a cereal eater. Let's talk about why that is. Give you an explanation. So, what happens to me is that I will latch on to a particular food or foods and I will eat them for a period of time and then just not eat them for months after that. Let me give you an example. Um, a while back, a few years ago now, I rediscovered asparagus. <laughs> now, 
I have had asparagus as a youngster. I don't remember where I had them or who cooked them. I just remembered mushy and just yucky and didn't care for them. And I don't know if I saw something on television or read a recipe on how to cook them. Don't know what happened, but I decided to try them myself and I love them. And I love the asparagus so much that every day, probably once or twice a day for six to seven months, I ate asparagus. Now I ate other things along with it, but I had asparagus for every meal for months. And then I just quit eating asparagus cold turkey. Um, Okay, well, (laughs) cold asparagus. And now I only eat them on occasion. So currently... I'm working through my salad and cake phase. That's what I'm on now. And I can tell you that I'm reasonably sure that I don't see that combination of foods stopping (laughs) at any time. (laughs) All right, factoid number four. On the rare occasions that I do eat chips, they must be the wise brand. That was a a big thing when I was a youngster. There were other brands of potato chips and I'm not here to endorse. I'm not being paid by anybody. It's just what I like. Um, There were other brands, but there was something about wise potato chips and probably uh, the availability of them. Uh, Where I grew up, there were a lot of little corner store bodega type places. And though we weren't supposed to be in there, Uh, We would grab chips and I believe Wise was one of those brands and just something that I grew up on. So I enjoy Wise chips. Um, I have to say that my flavor choices are pretty specific. The Golden Original are my absolute favorite. I I don't need any other flavor uh, really except for Golden Original and on occasion On occasion, I'll do the garlic and onion, and that's probably as far as I will go. That's it. So just those two. Uh, Factoid number five, we are in the middle, BCU family, and that is I have not had a soda in years. And when I say years, I don't mean two years. I could not tell you the last time I actually had a soda. Cannot tell you. So it's been that long. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, a long time ago, my mom introduced me to seltzer water. And initially, I thought it was just the most disgusting type of drink that anyone can have. And I can remember uh, one of my, my first jobs and someone asking me for seltzer water, I didn't even know what it was. And then I tasted it and it's like, ew, what is this? And subsequently, when my mom introduced me to it, I think it was plain. And then um, it was either her or, or someone else in the family that uh, introduced me to the flavor seltzer water, flavor seltzer waters. And that I enjoyed because it was like a soda, but not as sweet. And I Got a, it was an acquired taste, but I got used to it. And now I'm to a point where I just like the plain seltzer water and I don't need a lot of flavors. 
If I do flavors, I just kind of stick with the lemon and the lime. And I'll do other ones, but uh, the plain one is probably my favorite. So seltzer is probably my second favorite drink. My first favorite drink is water, just plain water, room temperature. I don't have to have a lot of ice or anything like that. Uh, seltzer would again be my second. And then my third would probably be tea, whether it's hot or iced and preferably herbal tea. Okay, number six. And um, <laughs> this one is, is interesting, at least it is to me. I love cars from the era of the 1970s. And I'm talking like Chevy Chevelle's, Deuce and a Quarter, which are otherwise known as what the Buick Electra 225, um, Oldsmobile Regencies, all of those kinds of cars. And I can go on and on, but those are like my top three. And I think for me, there's something very classic about how those cars are manufactured. And it also just reminds me of family. When I think about those cars, I think about uh, small kids just kind of piling up in the back to go to the the drive-in movie. And now that I think about it, I've never been to a drive-in movie. So that's probably another little random fact, but that's wasn't on the list. But anyway, just piling up to go to that to the movie, piling in to go to get ice cream or go to the store or on some sort of road trip. That's what that reminds me of. And um, that it just brings back a bit of nostalgia for me uh, when I I see uh, kids kind of piled up, pictures of kids being piled up in the back of cars like that uh, in the back seat. So I'm just, I just love them. I, I honestly do. So I don't own one. I probably could, you know, scout out and look for one or two of them, see if anybody has one that they'd like to uh, sell. But yeah, they'll always be in my heart. Uh, one of my favorite vehicles, again, the era of the 70s cars. All right, we're up to number seven now, right? Yeah, number seven. Okay, the first thing that I learned how to cook was oatmeal. And my dad taught me how to do that. My dad still loves oatmeal. I believe that he cooks it probably maybe twice a week, maybe a little bit more. He varies on what he does, but he does cook it on a fairly regular basis. And I do as well. And I still love it. Uh, Oatmeal with butter, sugar, and evaporated milk is the way that I grew up having it and still love it to this day. Again, it just takes me back to childhood. All right, number eight. Now, (laughs) many of you all know, BCU family, that I have several things that the Lord has given me to steward over. And that means that I have to keep some sort of schedule. Now, I will not say to you all that everything always gets done on the schedule or that I'm on time for everything. Nonetheless, I have to have some sort of sequential order in which to do things to keep my life somewhat organized. Now, that being said, when I get some downtime, a day off, or when I get to go on holiday, I do not like to keep a schedule at all. I like to move 
slow. <laughs> it is not in my heart to have to rush to get up to go to breakfast or to go and see this monument or to go and catch this, that, or another thing. It is just not what I want to do. I want to lounge. I want to move around when I get ready. If I don't get to eat lunch until five o'clock in the afternoon, that is perfectly okay with me. Um, I had a dear friend that taught me this phrase, uh, you get in a slow hurry. And yes, I'm okay with a slow hurry every so often. All right, we are up to number nine. Number nine. Okay, so I have a deep affection for lip gloss. <laughs> I told you all these were random. Um, I probably have about five tubes of, and again, I'm not advertising for anybody. It's just what I like, of Burt's Bees lip glosses in my handbag at any given time. And I can probably guarantee you all that all five of them are open. It is really not confirmed in my mind why I do that. I, I think that part of it has to do with the rushing around that I have to do. And if I can put my hands on one of the lip glosses in my little uh, makeup bag really quickly without having to search too hard, I guess. If I've got five of them, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, the chances are I've got one out of five chances, right? That I'm going to grab one. So I, I think there's just some sort of, I don't know, psychosomatic thing with me that I, if I've got five of them, I'm going to get one and I'll always have one in my bag. It's just this thing that I need to make sure that there is lip gloss and that I don't run out. <laughs> that I don't run out, that I don't leave the tube at home. Um, I've been known to, you know, take them out and put them places and set them down. And I think that, you know, having five of them in my bag means that, you know, wherever I'm going, I, I have at least a tube and I don't have to worry about it. I don't put it on at home that much. It's just when I'm out. That's really important to me. All right. I, I spent a lot of time on that. I'm not sure why. All right. Let's get to number 10. And uh, of course, you know, while all of these, these the, the nine before, are glorify God in some way, uh, you know I had to have something in here that pointed to my Savior, and that's going to be number 10. And I'd like to share with you all two of my favorite gospel songs. Uh, the first one is He Knows by Walter Hawkins. And the second one is More Love to Thee by John P. Key. And I'll tell you why. Now, Giving you some background, BCU family, uh, I was raised in church, absolutely. I was brought up on gospel music, and what we heard in our home was more along the lines of James Cleveland, the Claire Ward singers, Milton Brunson, uh, Reverend F.C. Barnes. That was the music that I knew as a young person growing up. And once I got out on my own, I didn't really listen to gospel that often, to be honest with you. I was all into all of the other types of music, so secular music, and had gotten away from the gospel scene. So when the Lord started dealing with me back in 1992, um, he was pricking my heart and really calling me to 
give my life completely to him. I had already repented and I had been baptized in the name of Jesus. And the final step was for me to get Jesus down on the inside. And that's the Holy Ghost. And I needed to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. That's the initial evidence of having a Holy Ghost. And there's a process that we call tarrying, where you're just calling on the name of Jesus in order to uh, stay focused and for him to come on in. And as I was vacillating back and forth to with giving my life to the Lord, I had a great group of people who I work with. Uh, one young man in particular, whose name was Henry Nelson, who has uh, since passed away. I wrote a post about him and I'll be sure to link it in the show notes, but he was getting me more acclimated to gospel music now that I was going back to church. And this was one of the earliest songs that I remember him introducing me to. And the song he knows had a line in it that says, just give your life to Jesus He knows all about it. He knows all about your trouble. He knows everything. Give your life to Jesus. And the young man that led the song sang it with such fervency. It spoke to my spirit. And it was a song when I was tearing and and seeking the Lord. When the Lord put that song back into my remembrance, it it gave me that final push. And then I was filled uh, with the Holy Ghost. And here we are, you know, 25 some odd years later. And look at what God is doing in my life. And I give him praise for it. I I honestly do. And he brought me through um, all of that to bring me here to all of you to be able to encourage you. And to him, I'm ever so grateful. And to all of you for being here with me. And then more love to thee was just my love song to Jesus because I loved him so much for what he did for me and how he saved me. And uh, again, that was my early introduction to gospel music to get me reacclimated. And John B. Key has remained one of my favorite artists uh, even to this day. So uh, his songs have completely blessed me. So that's everything, BCU family, uh, about me. And I'm curious to know uh, what you think about the list. So head on over to the BlendCouragesYou.com site if you're not already there. And uh, let's talk about what resonated with you and what surprised you. All right, BCU family, we've got to get ready to wrap things up. I want to thank you all so much for being here with me today. And I'm looking forward to the next time we are together. Until then, may our awesome God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the wall.